Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Figus Studios, it is Weekend Geek Update. Smurf here, back from a long, long birthday celebration. <laughs> Along with my creative team that helps keep me together and the glue in the places that it needs to be, our sponsor, Suzy Q's, hey. and our master of photography behind the scenes, the one and only Vadim. Yay, Vadim! Master. Oh, you're way beyond master. Come on, yeah. all the hours, they say by definition. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's our sponsor. This is me. This is Vadim. Welcome to the Weekend Geek Update. How are, how are things going after, like, your seven-day birthday celebration? Does that seem excessive? <laughs> I mean, I really, I, I mean, I was thinking about this. Does this seem excessive? Even for, I mean, 525 benchmark, you know, right. quarter, quarter, quarter of a century here. <laughs> millennia something like that I forget i forget whether you the terminology i mean but. you're you're talking to a person who celebrates her birthday for a month but i think it's different so, when you're i mean females i think are a little different you know the the i, I think there's more go <laughs> where, where, I'm, I'm navigating where, this carefully where are you going <laughs> really navigating this one carefully uh i think there's there's just more like energy and fun it's a guy guys don't celebrate this girls you want to celebrate them you want to celebrate right. their their beauty the 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 coming of age i'm not getting out of this <laughs> smurf shut the fuck up i get that i get I, if i can do it a month long you bet out your well ass, I, would. I mean the my month-long birthday is a little less drunkenly, if that's... that's more, a, well, more of a sobriety kind of approach to it? It's just not as, like, we don't, don't drink for 31 days. <laughs> you know? <laughs> of course, what there's are you that, saying? <laughs> there's that bothersome Christmas right in the well, middle of, you know, you of holidays. all of that. But it just... I'm not saying that there isn't drinking. I just It's just a different level. Because I'm such a lightweight, and, you know, we've talked about, like, I took some medication that changed the way that I metabolize alcohol, so right. I wasn't a big drinker to begin with, and now, I mean, you saw me one can of wine at the Space Needle, and it was all over, <laughs> so... <laughs> I just attribute that to altitude. <laughs> Interpret that how you like. Um, the funny thing is, though, so Sunday, which we go to... The Mile High Comics event, right. they had the guy that plays Beta, um, <laughs> being myself with my mic. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> Apparently the Why birthday celebration. today? Because you partied hard for seven days. Wow. That's not true. That's, I'm just well, making that up. It is close. So Sunday, <laughs> Easter, of course, Brett and I meet up at Mile High Comics to go to the signing with uh, the guy from Walking Dead. He plays right. Beta. Right. Big, huge, tall, grizzly motherfucker. You can go to our Instagram and the Facebook page and see a picture with Brett Leader 1, myself, and him. It's a good picture. Thank you. Um, after that, because that's – we showed up there about 1, hung out for an hour. Yeah. We, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden he just, like, walks right by us, and we're like, well, Ooh. hello. And he's all like, 
hello. And we have this little interaction. We're like, we're, you're the one we're here to see. Right. I'll be back at my table in a while. And he goes sauntering on off into Mile High Comics. So Brett and I got nothing better to do. So we're wandering around. We get mistaken twice at being employees of Mile High Comics. Wow. Which I don't really know how to take that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we had a guy that's asking where where a particular comic would be. And Brett kind of looks at me and looks at the kid. And he's like, it's alphabetical. And there's signs. Like, there's, there's giant signs. signs hanging from the ceiling in the Jason Street store, which is where I assume you were. Yes. So so the funny thing is, he's looking for Power Rangers. And I just started laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, try under Mighty Morphin. Right. Oh, yeah. And then he goes toddling on off. Oh, my God. Like, not more than 15 minutes later, his mom starts trying to chase us down to get answers to questions. And again, I don't know if I should feel complimented or insulted that they think I work at Mile High Comics. And I'm like, <sighs> okay. Well, I mean, when you're in a comic shop, there's a vibe. I mean, there is re- a vibe. regardless of what what shop you're in, where in the world you're in that shop, there is a vibe. And it it there's a dividing line. You can tell the people who know what's up versus the ones that don't. And I don't mean potent. to I don't mean to sound like a gatekeeper or anything negative, but that that is the reality of the comic book shop. Some people there are putting off a vibe that they know what's going on and some people there are putting off a vibe that they don't. Right. Sometimes, and unfortunately, uh, the I don't know what's going on, people are working there. But those are uh, those are few and far between. And I'm not there. saying that that's the case at Mile High at all. But, no. But... It was just kind of funny. And you and Brett move purposefully through the world. We we, so we absolutely do. Even I, I think that's all it is. I think it's that since you are moving with a purpose and you had kind of a snarky remark, like it's an alphabetical order, like all It was totally comic guy. From like the all book selling oh, entities. It's, it's alphabetical. Well, actually, mm. it, um, actually. <laughs> mm. So mm. Yeah. Um I think that's what it was. And I think it was innocent. I think it was well-intentioned. As long as they didn't yell at you. No, I can't. Well, there you go. Come on. Yell at me? <laughs> comic shop? You want to die? Um, <laughs> so the funny thing is, so Brett and I go through, we get our pictures, we, we, instant, we, right. we interact with him. Of course, the rumor tree is he is going to be in Guardians. Right. And, of course, Guardians is my favorite. So it really begs the question as far as who in Guardians he's going to be. Adam Warlock? Did you ask him? No, I know who Adam Warlock is. He's not Warlock. My money, and I don't know, it might be a stretch, but I could see him being Gladiator. That's fair. I I got a very good Gladiator kind of feel. Someone said he looks like an elf. And Gladiator has pointy ears. He's blue. Right. But, you know, he's from the Shi'ar Empire. Oh, that we haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah. The Shear Empire. Shear Empire. So, I mean, I'm sure it's probably somebody else and somebody completely different. But it was just one of those moments where it was just like, yeah, I can see his gladiator. That'd be cool. But he just, you know, I got a Marvel project. He gives us a little wink, wink, you know, nudge, right. nudge. Right. Because they can't talk about it. Because they can't talk about it. And we're not going to pressure him. We've been in these situations way too many times and we know the rules. So Brett and I go out to the car. We're talking. And at that point, we're like, wine? Sure. Wine not. <laughs> one. One glass. One. And both um, Brett and I say together, one, one glass. I love you guys, but that has never happened. Ever. Never, ever. You're probably right. Never. So 
from where we are, the closest place that we can think of that's open on Easter that has a bar um, is Applebee's. So we drive down. Barf. I mean, we're not there to eat, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but for one glass of wine, we get there at 3 o'clock. Did you close the Applebee's down? Damn near. We got oh, my out of, God. We got out of there at 1030. <laughs> being stuffed into ubers <laughs> we had brett and i to be fair have done way more damage at other places outworld oh yeah one of the, one of the oh, yeah. places but that was one wow just one your super birthday celebration was at applebee's no that was just one of them <laughs> I mean, Red and I had a good time at the Avs game. There are other festivities. There are other things that were going on. So, but that's that's probably the best story of Brett and I. You need a button now that says "Ask me about my Applebee's birthday party." <laughs> oh my god! If anyone said it's his birthday, I would have just like because that was I actually I was out on a, uh, a um, date and everything uh, last night and. They 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 tiptoed around the. It's his birthday, oh. and I'm like, no 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 no. No, I don't. I am a huge birthday celebrator. I love my birthday. I love your birthday. I love everybody's birthday. I think right. I think they're swell. Um, the first problem with that is that Jeremy and our kid Eric don't want to have any birthday party fun at all. And so, like, I'm a birthday obsessor with bir- who lives with birthday haters. Um, so. But keeping that in mind, I never want those poor servers to have to sing no. and clap and bring a cake. That that talk about humiliation. I feel more upset and annoyed for them than I do me. Right? I'm like, I can make an ass out of myself just fine without your help. But right. I feel bad that you gotta round up these people, and you know they're they're like feigning illness. You know, right? IBS. In, uh, they have a rupture that inhibits them from singing. You know, all sorts of things not to do this. And I'm right. like, I don't. We don't need to encourage this. No, no, for, no, no, for no. That's bad times. These poor, these poor folks are oh, surviving on already. tips. Uh, serving is difficult, especially in the age of the Karen. Uh, sorry, mom. I know you hate that, but um, you know, like <laughs> your your work life is hard enough without having to bring. A flan with a candle in it to some some dork at the table who probably doesn't, you know, you and I make our living like being in front of people and being ridiculous. Um, but that's not true of everybody. And no. so I think for most people, it's super uncomfortable. The servers don't want it. The birthday person doesn't want it. So... I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> I hate that. It was so fun. I was just like, but I mean, they did offer to bring me like, you know, a cookie and Sunday, And right. I'm like, no, I'm not a dessert person. So thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, and that reminded me of a story. And it's in this week's uh, podcast. As far as someone that didn't want it. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> this is this is Star Wars lore. Okay. Um, there was someone that was uh, approached to direct Return of the Jedi. Okay. You want to throw out an idea, or do you want me to just tell you? David Lynch. Yes. Very good. David yeah. David Lynch, who had one meeting with Lucas, Well, and that was it. David Lynch. Very stylized, very... Has a vision. Yes. 
David Lynch has a vision, and as the director, he wants to be allowed to execute that vision and then not have to talk about it ever again, Mm -hmm. which doesn't jive with Star Wars. George Lucas is a well-known control freak who, you know, is so controlling of the property, he ruined it. (laughs) I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I stand by that unpopular opinion. I I agree. Um, He messed with the first two trilogies so much that it's not even like I have to think to remember how Star Wars originally was because the versions that you're seeing uh, the ones so that you different. have on Blu-ray, the one that you have even on VHS if you still have tapes laying around, they're not what came out I do. initially. I got the laser disc. Yeah, that's a it's a totally different version now than what it is. Than what we saw growing up. So yeah. So uh, so Lynch turns it down after a meeting, and of course, history is made as Richard Marquand uh, ends up directing Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Can you imagine? I mean, is that one of those moments? I mean, it's David Lynch, and of course, he has, I, I, want, I want to say a, a successful career, but the man's a legend. No, he does have a successful career. The man's a legend. Just because it doesn't, it doesn't appeal on a mass scale doesn't mean. But also, think about this. <clears throat> okay. This Thinking. is pretty random. I'm sorry. Right. Random. So I'm watching, rewatching Beverly Hills 90210, like the OG from when I was in high school. Yeah, I know. We It's on Paramount Plus. It's the whole thing. Anyway, I'm trying to justify the subscription fee for Paramount Plus is what's going on. We'll get to that in a minute. And anyway. um, there are a lot, especially in the first two seasons, a lot, lot, lot of Twin Peaks references in there Beverly are. Hills 90210. And part of it is because Johanna Ray was the casting agent for both mm-hmm. series, Twin Peaks and 90210. But also because it was so Twin Peaks was so unlike anything else on TV at the time. And it was weird and absurd. And it was I don't know if you remember, but the tagline was like every small town you've ever been to, but like nothing you've ever seen before or something like that. So the the absurdity and the mundane is what drove that show. And it was just, it is so prolific. I belong to a fan group online that's like thousands of people. I mean, we saw some of them when we were at the Double R and going to Seattle over Christmas. And I, mean, I love that you approached that couple on the other side of the booth from us. That if they're yeah. asking, are you part of the group? And they looked at you with this glazed over look in their <laughs> eye. Like, get this mad woman. Are, We're just trying you, to eat lunch. Are you part of the Lynchland gang? I mean, it's. Yes. And I have to say that if you're not familiar with Lynch's work, you feel like it's scary or weird or off-putting or both. It's obtuse. But it is obtuse. Uh, but. Those are the nicest people on the internet. I have to say, like, shout out to the Lynchland gang, honestly, because they're so, the moderator doesn't have to remind them to behave. You know, people are posting their, the music that they made inspired by Lynch or the art that they made or, you know, like we got, we got like 1100 likes of that random picture of you and me standing by the waterfall just because they were so excited for yeah. us that we were there like here let having me get some yeah so i mean it's it's one of the nicer corners of the internet and and i feel like that's pretty universal i haven't met a lynch fan who's kind of a butt the nozzle yeah 
Uh, good to know. So just think of how different Lynch's career so... could have been. It would have been very interesting. I'm curious what his vision for Return of the Jedi would have been. It would have been much darker. Way darker. I think we would have gotten more of the Sith lore. I mean, Which he, is fine. He, Which we he were probably... at the end of the story. We don't need it. He should have directed the new, the the rise of Skywalker and that nonsense. Yeah, that but been but the other component about David Lynch is that he famously doesn't want to talk about the work. He doesn't want to explain the work. No, and if you Alan are Moore. attached to, if you are attached to Star Wars, you're going to be talking Star Wars until you die, whether you want to or not. And you're going to have to explain your creative choices to mouth-breathing nerds lens flares right lens flares <laughs> there's no more lens flares left in the world because jj abrams put them all in star trek and and Used all of them <laughs> rise of skywalker so while we were away a ton of trailers landed one trailer yes. in particular we'll get to the one i know you're excited about but the one that i am like over the moon about is netflix love death and robots reveals volume three right oh! So into that. The best thing, and we also get a release date for it. So the best part of this, and evidently um, they have done polls of the people that have watched the series, but the one there's three that come back from season one. Okay. And we're seeing a repeat. We're seeing a return. The three robots are back for season three, which is very cool. Awesome. <laughs> They're in the trailer. Uh, I will post the trailer on the Facebook page and on the website right. for you to guys to go check out. The date, we don't even have to wait long. Uh, May 20th is when this is going to show. However. That's a big release day. It is a big release day. Um, the bad side to this is it is only eight episodes. Again. Well. I want more than eight episodes. Come on. I'm waiting a year in between these things, and all you can give me is eight episodes. I know it's animated. I know it's an anthology. I know there's so many different things involved with it. <laughs> I just want more. I'm a greedy nerd. You are a greedy nerd. Give those Hard. animators a chance to do their work. Faster, 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 faster. <laughs> I don't sleep. They don't have to either. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm just surprised that they're actually coming out because, I mean, we kind of heard inklings of it and then radio sounds. And then nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So Tim Miller is still supervising director and everybody is just excited to have uh, – I'm excited to have the three robots back. And it's the same creative force behind it. So uh, check it out on May 20th. The other trailer, which, let's face it, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. It is a symphony of just joyous – Nerd celebration. It was pretty great. Thor, Love, and uh, Thunder. We finally get the trailer. We get a lot of... We Okay, we don't even get shit for answers, but we do no. see... The mighty Jane, Thor, Jane, Jane Foster. Thor is is front and center at the end. God, that helmet looks great, doesn't the it? The helmet looks great. Mjolnir looks great. I've seen the toy releases, and we get kind of like uh, the Barry Windsor Smith Thor with right, the visor right. down. Awesome. So we're gonna get that in there. I'm very excited. I know you. I know you don't like Chris Pratt in this. I know the Star Lord element really just rubs you backwards. I, I think that. That Chris Pratt's Star Lord and Hemsworth's Thor are too they're chewing too much scenery together. It's too much it's too bonkers. Is it they're too, just is it too pretty? Is it too it's 
two pretty bags. What are you saying the about the day I lost like three hours because I saw a picture of Chris Hemsworth on a water slide? What are you talking about? Um, no, I just like Star-Lord is so goofy and so quippy and Thor is just I really, really love um, this version of Thor, less serious, more it's more in line with the comics. I, I love Taika Waititi's Thor. Um, but the two of them, it's too much. Even in the even in the trailer where we only see them together for seconds. Is it five seconds? Maybe ten? It's too it's too much. They're too much together. That banter is too aggressive. It's I mean, all they need to do is throw Ryan Re- Reynolds in there for some reason, and then it would just like go off the rails. Oh my god, could you just see Ryan Reynolds just walking slowly in the background? <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it just I, I mean, maybe I'll feel differently about it when we have more of a context to it. Cause I don't know how long they're going to spend time together because we get kind of like this this visual, like he's he's now peace loving. Right. He's kind of hung up the hammer. He's retired. He gets back in shape. Did you? Know, you it's not Donut Thor anymore. It's you know. Did Thor, you Thor. pick up the parallels between like Thor hanging up the hammer and Thanos hanging up the armor? Yes. That was great. That was beautiful. It's a great callback. It's a great visual to see. But it was it's it's so strange to me that they would kind of go this route because I don't think. Even in the comics, Thor has ever really just hung it up. No, not really. I I don't know. You know, Thor probably more than any of the Avengers is dealing with some PTSD issues, not only from Thanos. You know, the, he blew up Asgard. They did. They did. It's a long series it's of a, bad choices it for is, Thor. It's, <laughs> Thor's having a bad day. Yes. So I think... I think he's just struggling with that, as we all. I mean, we don't even have that same degree of responsibility in our lives. And some things just totally derail us. I like that we're not on Earth. Right. That makes me happy. uh, Because I don't think we need to be on Earth at this point. So, periodically, you and I talk about things. And I dismiss them. And I'm just like, no, that's not right. And for, like, a year and a half, you've been talking about, in the wider MCU, bringing up since they brought up the Celestials and, and the multiverse and Kang, that we're going to see the Olympic gods. <laughs> yes. And I, there's that scene in the trailer that looks like a Zeus lightning bolt. And I was just like, damn it. He's yep. right again. <laughs> it's Hercules. <laughs> we really should just how, get a board back how here. How do you do that? Get a board back here that I can keep score <laughs> on how often I'm right. I don't mean to sound like no, I don't, I I don't mean to don't. imply that you don't no. know what you're talking about. It just I've been struggling to string these things together. And I've mentioned this before. By this point in the early MCU, we knew exactly what was happening, what the larger story was. Right. Um, but ever since uh, Endgame, the stories seem less interconnected. And maybe they are and maybe they're not. But I'm having a hard time seeing where this is going. And which we which we've discussed at length because oh, yeah. we're like, yeah, you know, and maybe we're just spoiled at this point, right? Um, and maybe, maybe I just don't. We're so that, far out in the weeds. Maybe I just don't have the back catalog to support these. You know these. I think I'm just predictions. Lucky. I think I'm just. You lucky. think you're just lucky. <laughs> 
don't think so. I I mean, to be fair, I have been reading. I'm. I have been a more diverse reader than than what your yeah. collecting was, and that's could be it. I mean, it's any number of things, and we know that the MCU has gone out of its way to throw curveballs right. at the fans. That's true. So, with that in mind, who knows? I the big test will be to see how right I am with. May 6th with right. Doctor Strange. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that. So that that will be that'll be the true test for my I love in the Doctor skills. Strange uh trailer, I love the callback to WandaVision. I love the callback to What If. I mean that I'm What If is playing a huge part of oh, this. Oh yeah. Huge. Oh yeah. So I'm really I'm really excited about that. I want some zombies. If we get some zombies, <laughs> some Marvel zombies. Oh my god, that, that was would a be great, great. That was a great story. So Love that. But I know we're gonna get. Mm. Um, I know we're getting Young Avengers. That's for sure. Yeah. With William Hurt passing away, it does raise questions about Red Hulk. It could change your Thunderbolts it theory. It could change my Thunderbolts theory, or they're just going to replace him and bring in Talbot oh. to replace uh, Ross. Which wouldn't be a It's not stretch. totally off the wall. It's not totally off the wall. And they've they've bounced Talbot between titles before, between right. the Avengers, right. between Cap, between Hulk. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see them slip Talbot in as the the makeshift as long as it's, band-aid for that. As long as it's still Adrian. You know, that's that's the question. I, they use as Talbot. I thought he was I Agents of Shield had Big problems. Yes. I, I won't even defend it. It had big problems. But I loved him as Talbot in mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was, he was just so, to Greg Clark, who's already such a straight, who already plays such a straight man, you know, against these bonkers, whatever they were, these agents, these non-serious people. Right. And then Talbot is somehow even more of a straight man. Like how, like how, and he was so serious, he was absurd. And the facial expression, it was great. I thought he was great. The grimace. Right, that. (laughs) Speaking off of the wall, Moon Knight has premiered. We're three episodes in of the, what, six, six, seven episodes? Six. Episode one, I don't want to use the term groundbreaking, but it was very, it was very well done. It was, it was very well produced. It was very, 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 very. Right. But Marvel's problem has never been starting. They, no. They can start and give you this hoopla and like well, parade of so we've been nerdtasticness. Go on. It, well, we've been watching it here yes. in the office. Yes. And uh, I've been taking some criticism at home. Like, why are you renting an office and going to work if you're, you know, eating cake and watching TV? Well, I'm going to <laughs> eat my cake and watch Marvel too. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. My mom's like, are you even working? You're just watching TV and eating cake? Yeah. Occasional cocktail, um, margarita. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we've been watching it here and we agreed that first episode was amazing. I love the frenetic pacing of it and I love the shaky camera shots because it lends, it lends a lot to, it lends a lot to Steven or Mark's situation because you, as the viewer, you also don't know what's going on. It's, it's scary and confusing and, 
and and everything is shaky and I love it. And then you and I diverge. Yes. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> Cuz where where the episode 1 lends credence to exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It leaves you with that that jarring kind of thing and they did exactly what I said they were going to do. They're going to do these sharp cuts. Yep. That leaves out all of the action. Well, you just see the aftermath. Early on, they do that Which because they do. Um, I because who really knew Mid- Moon Knight before no, three but, weeks ago? Yeah. And you know, we were ta- we were even talking to Vadim about it. You know, who is Moon Knight? He's always had kind of he's that always had deep, kind of Vadim's a hard. Like, who is Moon Knight? Who is he? It's always it actually what Vadim asked was, do you read the comics or have you read the yes. comics? <laughs> um, but not many people knew him and the comics had problems from the get go. He's kind of Batman, he's kind of not Batman. Is he possessed? Is he mentally ill? Is he you know, what does he have powers only if it's a waxing crescent moon? You know, like so it's There had, has been a lot of problems with he's, his He's vehicle. not a top tier top tier hero. No. He's the book has had some issues, but I think the execution of this show is fantastic. I know you wanted different things, and we I argued do. about this last week, too. I do. But I, I think it's great. I think the casting is great. I think the, the casting is great. I think the changes make sense. The only thing that I have a problem with oh, okay. is Arthur Harrow, right? The bad guy, the villain. The main bad guy. He's a, Who's normally a director these days. He's in one story in one book in the whole yes. run of Moon Knight. He's not a major. He's not a rogues gallery villain. He's a throwaway guy. But see, so here's how the same- did he become the the bad guy, the big bad in this series? That is a little bit of a. Because here's the problem. And this is the problem that we saw. We've seen Luke Cage. Right. Iron Fist. The Defenders. That group right there, even Jessica Jones is kind of in this bubble, but she's a strong enough character to carry it. Right. That they don't have a rogues gallery. When it comes to villains, they suck. (laughs) So when you're looking at Moon Knight, without bringing in a supernatural element, what do you do? And these gods that they talk about that we see in episode three Uh are horrible. They are the the wimpiest, non-informed gods. Wait a second. They're going to break out someone that you imprisoned and you have no idea what's going on? You bunch of morons. Well, they're on the take. They bought hair. (laughs) They are. What are they taking? Well, they're Extra lamb sacrifices? Yes. They're gods. They're in league with Harrow. I mean, you see the Osiris avatar walking with him after after they imprison Honshu, uh, there's something going. They're they're there working together. There's something on, yes. else going on. I didn't mean literally on the take. They're not taking bribes. They're just there's something else going if on. If you do it, we give you extra goats, right? No. And you're and you're right about the the Netflix Defenders series. They were not fighting the right. No. Villains. They exactly. were fighting each other's rogue gallery when they had such, uh, you know, the like Cottonmouth and Bushwhacker, aren't they traditionally Spider-Man villains? They they actually kind of fall more with Cap. They're with the Do Serpent they? Society. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of, I it, memory serves, and uh, they do more with Cap and the Serpent Society and Sin Eater when he starts right, going right. on his tear and wipes them all out. So... I mean, they were excellent. I I really liked 
what we got there. Mm-hmm. But that those are not Luke Cage villains. Yeah. And, you know, Kilgrave is not a Jessica Jones villain. That was masterful storytelling. Yes. It was genius to do that. And the way that they dealt with PTSD and consent and all of that, that was amazing. So Jess is already a very tough person, is already dealing with some things. And then mm-hmm. they gave her a real actual, not just super villainy thing, but a real a real issue to deal with. That was great. But even Daredevil is fighting Kingpin. It's, it's, and Punisher is, God, I love Punisher. I love, it surprises people since I put out this super cutesy image that I love Punisher too. But I just, there's something about watching that man way lace to New York City that I just am in awe of it. I really, but they were all over the place. And even though, I mean, we were a little starved for content at that point. And I'm not saying that those are bad shows, but they're all over the place. They, were, and, they are all over the place. They and need I, a better roadmap. Same with Moon Knight. Because we get we got exactly what I thought. We got the, um, the cutaway scenes. None of that came as a surprise. I do like the execution. And it made perfect sense. Yeah. But that it should have been one and done. As the story progressed, we should have seen more and done less with the the blackout scenes and the the bickering back and forth of the two personalities is kind of starting to like you know grate on my nerves and then you've got the moon god in there you know supplying his two cents worth and I'm like mm, I want I'm I'm expecting more and we're not getting it. Well, we only hit the halfway point. Well, yeah, we should be like super ramped up by this. Because if you think of, like, traditional storytelling, the first two episodes is first act, second act, third act. We should be really super ramped up at this point to to close out. Well, you don't think that losing Honshu and Haro in league with Osiris and you don't think that that is. No. It could have been way, way, way better. Way better. You're so picky sometimes. (laughs) Why can't you just enjoy it? I am enjoying it for what it is. <laughs> and 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 to be fair, the guy playing Moon Knight, um, Oscar Isaac. Thank you. Is is doing a spectacular job. He is. I like how he's shifting between accents. I like how he even changes the mannerisms, but there's confusion as far as when who's driving. Because there's scenes that we know it's Steven, but he's doing stuff that only Mark can do. Well, I think that is leading to, I'm just guessing here, but I feel like we're going to have kind of a personality reunification. Well, and that's the other thing of them not being like well aware. Steven's aware that he, you know, walks, sleepwalks and chains himself up. But at the same point. doesn't really know why. Exactly. So it's just, there's a lot of interesting gaps. I'm fine with it for the storytelling vehicle that we are in, but... Well, I said all along that the disassociative personality disorder was going to be a strange choice for this. I think they're executing it pretty well. They are. Um, I do want to point out that that is not the reality of DID. No. Um, <laughs> but it, here, here we are. Um, I think they're doing a good job. I think he's good in the show. I... 
wonder what they're going to do with the Midnight Man character now that that actor has died. Are they going to recast? Are we never going to see it? Is this a one-off and we'll never see him again? And I think um, they, I think they killed him when he was riding off on the horse. Right, and they shot him. So I don't think we're getting him back. Right, especially with him passing away in in real life. And I and I struggle with that too. Like, why introduce the Midnight Man if that if that's it? Well, I don't think. I mean. His his passing was kind of unexpected. I don't think. Well, we I don't really mean the, I don't coming. mean the actor. I mean from a storytelling choice. No like idea. if that was if they if that scene played the way they wrote it originally instead of dealing with the with that loss of the actor. Later. We don't know with with it being halfway point. We don't know. Right. It just seems like an odd choice. It does. But again, right. Moon Knight does not have a plethora of villains to lean on. No, because he's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. I I keep bringing up West Coast Avengers, and this is another, you know, this is another plus for me because he is in and out of West Coast Avengers. Moon Knight is in and out of West Coast Avengers over the years. and Yeah, but, but sporadically. He's not a founding member. He's not a founding member, but... And Come on, I know work with me here. I'm working with you. You're right. You're right. I apologize. You are right. <laughs> Throw me a line here. (laughs) The problem is there is no clear path for this character. No. And I know the ratings are good. Yeah. They're better than some of the other shows that we're about to talk about. Yeah. But um, I don't. And and to have the director spouting off that he's going to be like the new Tony Stark. This is he's going to be a staple and he can see him going for the next 10 years. I'm saying five max. Shelf life of this character is five years max. Because he doesn't have... Because we're, we're looking at a, a typical Defender situation. Right. He doesn't... What does he do after this? Exactly. And what are they doing with the book? Is Are you telling me <laughs> that Moon Knight is selling no. more than Guardians or Fantastic Four, which both were canceled recently? Well, yeah. I was going like, to say Guardians is on hiatus right now, and Fantastic Four is coming to the chopping block again. So Right. So is there a current Moon Knight title? Did they revive it for the show? Was it always in print? Marvel's timing is horrible when it, it just, comes to their properties, because they never have anything coincide at all. And is this just is this just a way to hold us over while they deal with the X-Men? Like, what? It, it was an... They're appeasing the nerds by giving right. them Moon Knight? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's, I've said all along it was an odd choice. I'm enjoying it, but you can't deny it was a, it was a strange choice it to bring choice. to bring Mark Spector forward when they have this incredible catalog of other people. Yeah, very true. I guess we'll wait and see. Another strange choice is uh, Superman and Lois. If you're watching this show, then you're well aware of my gripes with it. But it is a spectacular show. And actually, the show owner has finally offered a cryptic response to the number one question of where the frick is Supergirl? Okay. Where the frick is Supergirl? Evidently, she is going to make an appearance sometime before the end of this season, season two. Um, We'll get that answer and a few more. But this show has done such an amazing job of just even messing with me 
and me being right. wrong that it wasn't Doomsday, it was Bizarro. I enjoyed that. I may have reveled in that moment just a, little a little bit. bit. Just a bit. Yeah, mm. like I wasn't throwing confetti or anything. There was no pointing and laughing, but it was a little bit of like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I had, a, I had a tiny Nelson moment, and then we went on with our day. It was, it was fine. So Superman and Lois have been renewed for a season three, along with uh, Flash being renewed for a season nine. However, Flash is looking to end the series with season nine in a much shorter season. So we are about to see the end of the longest-running CW show. And evidently, this has kind of come up more that uh, Warner Brothers is trying to sell off the CW. Like the huh. whole television thing. That's crazy. It is nuts. Do so you, I'm not sure. Do, is this is the end of the Flash series planned, or do you think it coincides with Ezra Miller's legal issues? So the legal issues with Ezra Miller and the fans have spoken, which brings me up to this: that um, everybody wants Grant to take over Ezra's position, right? But evidently, another person has been tapped to fill in or take over for Ezra. Huh. But I don't know how serious the charges are what Ezra is into because obviously other celebrities have done heinous things or you know, Amber misstepped um. and still have jobs. So I don't know if Ezra Miller has done something so unforgivable or if it's waiting legal precedent or whatever is going to go. I try not to... Uh, I, right, right. I, I try not to look too hardly into there because there's still people at the end of the day. We all make bad choices. We do. Seven days worth of wine. But it, it, it happens. <laughs> Closing down the Applebee's. I think, I suspect that, and I don't know at all. Right. But I suspect that Ezra's dealing with some substance abuse issues and that dealing with that is probably paramount. I yes. mean, he broke the law and he wasn't a good guy, but in the long list of egregious errors, I don't, his are not great, but I don't think they're the worst things ever done in the human history. No, he's, he's not the worst. I'm I mean, not, not defending it. I'm exactly. not defending no it. I'm just here, saying that we don't get it, but the CW has got other problems coming because you have the new series that is, tentative to come called Gotham Knights right which is based off of the video game and the premise of Bruce Wayne is dead right and he basically just disavowed everybody and he's gone and everyone in the Bat family tries to carry on without him so this is not going to happen in the Arrowverse okay and it's not tied to Batwoman who's on the chopping block Legends of Tomorrow is on the chopping block and um, there's one more Batwoman Legends and Naomi Naomi is also kind of on teetering ground. I don't get Naomi. I'm not a a teenage girl in high school, and I don't like I don't like the ripoff from Sarah Jane Chronicles as far as the opening. I really I tried watching this show just so I could see like a hawk person from Fanagar, and it mm, it just wasn't. It's just it's painful. They've, in my opinion, they've always had problems. The DC TV universe. Uh, even the movies, like you said before, they're, it always feels like they're a day late and a dollar short. They are. Um, and then I haven't seen very many episodes of very many of these, but they don't seem to interconnect in any way, which was the success with Marvel. They all lived in the 616 universe and things things lined up, but that doesn't seem to be the case with DC. Right. So... 
We'll see. We'll wait. We'll see if Warner Brothers can sell off the CW, and we'll move on from that. Other shows calling it quits after only three seasons. Lock and Key will also be done. I didn't realize that was still on. Well, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, we've only got two seasons of Lock and Key. Right. Now, the only reason, and I think that we're getting this, is just because how Netflix sets up its shows, but season two and three were shot back to back. Okay. It's kind of like Ex uh, Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they have actually done seasons one and two together. Okay. We just don't know when the second. When they'll come out. Yes. Yeah. But evidently it was only originally thought for running for three seasons when they started building this, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I'm kind of sad to see this go. But uh, I think Joe Hill's vision can only go so far because it really does get weird after they finish with the Locke family and all that. Right, right. I feel like Joe has a lot of pressure because he's Stephen King's son? That's the one. Because Horns, I like that. I love the book, but when right. they turn that into a, a show with Daniel Radcliffe, right. I was like, I'm not so awkward. I'm not saying that Stephen King is putting that pressure on Joe. I'm not saying that Joe can't live up to the hype. The hype. Right. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that we, as a community, tend to put a lot of things on people's doorsteps. Just leave him alone. Right? We're not always the kindest people, too. So I just wonder if we put too much. Have you seen a picture of Stephen King lately? No, not lately. He looks like the freaking Crypt Keeper. I mean, that man man is gaunt, needs a tan, and is just really creepy. I thought Alan Moore. Thank you for highlighting my point that we're not always the kindest group of people. (laughs) But I jump on that. that was a easy bucket. Because <laughs> it's just, I just saw him like doing, I don't know what it was. It's like a Stephen King doing TikTok. And I'm just like, okay, this does not need to happen. And, and I'm just like, <laughs> what is wrong with Stephen King's face? It's just not where it's supposed. It's all, I, no, no. People, people age. What? Shut up. Yeah. People no. age. And we Bourgeois. change as we get older. Shh. <laughs> Whatever. We use the wrong vocabulary words. Whatever. In the wrong context. <laughs> Grammar matters. <coughs> the more you know. Um, so there, we have no date as far as when this will happen. The official statement from the people over in Lock and Key. Once we began working on the series, we felt three seasons was the ideal length to bring the story of the Lock family and their key house adventures to a satisfying conclusion. Uh, as storytellers, we are grateful that we had the opportunity to tell our version of Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez's incredible story exactly the way we wanted. Uh, we're keeping the magical keys, though, for our own personal use. You bastards. Well... Sometimes it's better to tell the story and get the heck out of Dodge. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm totally in agreement with you. Because we all know, I mean, there's tons of shows that should have quit yes. long before they did. So, yeah. And one I don't know that is coming that probably shouldn't is uh, the Super Mario uh, movie that's coming out Again? in uh, December 21st. Uh, with Chris Pratt voicing Mario. 
Uh, I don't even know what to say. Yeah, about I got that. I got nothing. I really. I, uh, Charlie Day is in this. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is as well. Uh, I just. I just so, scratch my. I mean, the people that do Despicable Me are the ones behind it. But okay. I probably wasn't going to watch it anyway, but I despise Charlie Day's work. Why? I don't know. Something about. I hate that show. I always sunny. Yeah. I hate that show. It's. I cannot stand how selfish and horrible those people are. It, I mean, it puts my teeth on edge. And I don't mean to imply that Charlie is a terrible person or that they're terrible people for putting out this show or that you're a bad person for liking it. You're going to make Danny I DeVito cry. Can't stand it. It makes it's so upsetting to me. Like. I just, whenever it comes on, I have to change the channel immediately because it just is so off-putting. I can't, I mean, the world is crappy enough. We don't need to have it on our TVs, too. They're such horrible people. And I know that that's what makes the show funny, but it, I, I just don't like it. Horrible people. I really, people really hate it. Behaving horribly. Yeah. I, I, that's why I don't like Seinfeld, too. Uh, you you took the question right out of my <laughs> mouth because I'm like, that was the whole premise just, of Seinfeld. And I really struggle with friends because Ross is so awful. Oh, no. Ro- Ross and, is is an absolute horrible person, which so, makes me wonder because there is this expo or this this the friends experience that's happening June 16th through September 5th. Uh, it's happening down in the Cherry Creek West area, uh, first in Clayton. And you can basically visit... All of the set, uh, all the different sets for Friends. Can we do something else that day? Um, that we that those months, ab- absolutely. Like maybe we could take turns giving each other at home root canals or something. Like so, you can explore twelve rooms <laughs> of the set recreations: Joey and Chandler's apartment, Monica and Rachel's kitchen, Central Perk. Uh, you also. You'll even get to poke ugly naked guy. Ew. Um, Ew. Yeah. Oh I don't. I don't really know if poking <laughs> ugly naked guy oh is a good God. choice. Um, there's also the reenacting of this uh, the couch in front of the fountain. The I don't. I, I, I'm. I'm with you. I don't. I, Friends is fine, but when I looked at the ticket prices, I'm kind of mm, okay. Standard. Ticket all ages, forty two fifty. That's a lot. Is, I, is it? I'm, and is it even the real stuff? Is it? It's a is recreation. it? Are they actual set pieces or no, are they? That's on Universal. So lot. you're not even seeing the real things. No. Why? So why would you that. pay? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Children ages four to ten, they get a discount at thirty four fifty. Yeah, I just. I mean that's cool if that's what you want to do. I you know I went and stood in line at a coffee shop in Lakewood uh, for the Gilmore Girls re-release. So like I don't have any I don't have a leg to stand on here, but that just doesn't. Um, but that only cost me the price of a latte. I didn't pay forty five <laughs> bucks to go and. Were they signing anything? You just showed up and. No, they turned the coffee shop into Luke's. They had all like the signs and they had um, branded cups it was really cute i mean it was if i had had to pay forty dollars for it i would have stayed home <laughs> you'd have been like bitches it was, I'm out. Uh, yeah it was interesting i don't know i just don't like friends enough to shell out for that especially if it's not even the real props no not the real props boo <sighs> so what Paramount other parades Plus? can i rain on yes let's see <laughs> 
<laughs> Paramount Plus is struggling. I don't know if I want to say struggling, but they definitely have some challenges. Halo, which is not hitting the numbers that they thought. Why, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I, first episode, he takes <laughs> off his freaking helmet. I about shit myself. I'm like... <laughs> Because <laughs> ah! the whole premise behind the Master Chief is the Master Chief can be anybody. Right. He's, he's, he's androgynous. He has the gold. So it's a reflection. So you see yourself as the Master Chief. Right. Takes the helmet off. <laughs> the only wise choice that, that they made in this whole thing is who they have to play the Master Chief, who is the leprechaun from American Gods. Oh, Yeah. I I got the same response out of Red when I told her. It was like, you know who's under the Master Chief? Pablo Schreiber. The man is doing a spectacular job. He's got that, he's got the kind of the chief reserved awkwardness going. The man's a specimen. They have this scene of him standing naked (laughs) in front of a mirror. (laughs) And he's, you know, he's freaking naked right there. It's like, wow, okay. He was excellent as Mad Sweeney. He was he so was. good in American Gods. And I mean He was the only redeemable well, not only him and Orlando uh Jones did oh an my incredible that representation of those characters. Angry Mr. Nancy. I know yeah. so many people didn't like that, but that I that I loved was that take. magnificent. And the passion that Orlando brought to all of that and the whole right? storytelling and in his And that suit. The suit. I, I was mean, jealous of the suit. So it sounds oh. like it sounds like a weird thing to latch on to, but when you put it in the context of that scene, how how tailored and pristine and dressed up he is in this and this slave ship, I mean, and having this rant and this, and not just a rant, but a belligerent rant anyway, that, he, that was, was speaking with purpose. Amazing. There was, there was a story, there was, there was direction. Oh it yeah. It was him exerting his God power. That was, it was amazing. And it was, it was so eloquently done. And I would have personally watched like 12 seasons of the Laura Moon Mad Sweeney road trip show. That oh, was yeah. so funny. And I really loved how they brought Laura Moon forward as a character. She's a, a tiny bit of a prop in the book because she, the book is the book is Shadow Story and in the show they had the room to expand upon that. I seriously like I would watch Laura Moon and, and I mean, Mad Sweeney just like, all like, day. What chapter three or before they just left her in 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 the dust and that was that was kind well it's of it. a little later but yeah she's not a, she's not a fully realized character no. in the book but i just loved how much they punished matt sweeney in the tv oh my show God. and it was great and he played so it so well funny oh my gosh so yeah i love that so well he's a good actor he's, he is a good actor he's good at what he does and 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 he's he he does a great job as the master chief. The story is a little, but they didn't they didn't scrimp on special effects. The the sound and the noises and the music and all of that works. We're yeah. on reach, which I told Vadim uh, when we were kind of sitting back here watching it that I want to see the fall of reach. I want to see that fight. Yeah, because we haven't seen like a whole like anything. I mean, we've seen some skirmishes. We've seen Master Chief kind of be Master Chief, but we haven't seen, like, all out just except for the first episode. Right. Which is kind of disappointing. So I can understand why Halo was kind of not where it, it needed to be. Yeah. Th- this is my surprised face. <laughs> 
sorry. Ins- I'm sorry. Insert Sorak blink here. I'm just not right. Did we buy that blink blink noise? I'm, I'm, I'm like, working. Do we on have that. it? I'm working on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just not that surprised. I, again, if it, I'm not making fun of you, if you love it, you're entitled to your own opinion. But I'm not. I don't know if surprised. I love it, but at least they didn't cut corners. Okay. Which well, which I'm which I'm happy about. We get more Spartans, which is nice. We get right. a little bit more of the lore. Still takes his helmet off freaking all the damn time. It's like watching Stallone and Judge Dredd. <laughs> God, that's such a terrible movie. <laughs> Carl Urban is the definitive Judge Dredd. Period. At me. I dare you. That was the, yeah, that was such a weird movie. Which? Judge uh Stallone's Oh Judge Stallone, Dredd. yes. Yeah, that was just a Rob weird Schneider. That was just a weird movie. Talk about a throwaway. Um, speaking of throwaway, and I haven't decided which way I want to go with this, and thank God it's only going to three seasons. As Star Trek Picard is just, I don't get it. Agnes it is, is the worst. I came in. You know do what? You remember the, I, I'm sure you can't forget. I heard the TV the other day as I was getting ready to leave, and I came back here, and you and Vadim were watching, and I'm just. You, Agnes, you word vomited all that over Vadim and I that we even like had to cannot like, make a good decision to save her vegetable life. soup, alphabet soup. Right? Soup. It was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I was very angry about that, but I just hate Agnes Girardi. Like, what is her damage? She just is so well, terrible at every turn. Spoilers. She's got the Borg grain inside of her. I mean, I want, I'm not going to chalk this all up to just her. But she allowed that situation to happen with her bad decision-making and her terrible personality. And wow, terrible personality. Yeah, right. she's awful. I just... Vadim, is she awful? I don't think so. I think it's, again, the Borg grain is inside of her, so... And she's she, not exactly in control of her fighting. No! And she did this great song i mean she belted to the rafters that's fine and then she did the sleazy she can can be a good singer and a terrible person then she did the sleazy streetwalker walk down the right down hollywood boulevard busting out windows (laughs) um michelle heard is gonna be at starfest and i'm so freaking excited about that i saw that um anyway yeah agnes is awful i i'm enjoying picard some of Again, some of the decisions have been odd, but it's easy for me to armchair quarterback this because I've got nothing on the line. Well, you and, know? and that's the problem because, again, time travel, alternate dimensions and time travel, it, it's, it's the same recipe over and over and over again. We have Q. Right. Who is omnipotent. He can have anything happen and this is the best they can come up with is throwing them back in time. And I have an issue and a major one because Guinan. Okay. First of all, why not just use Whoopi to play herself in her own bar? And they had the whole data's head episode where they go back to Tom Sawyer's era and Guinan and Picard interact intimately. And that's the whole reason why she likes bald men is because he saved her. She even makes a reference to that. Don't isn't there a little bit of a like a mind wipe at the end of that one though? No, no, no. Okay, well I Maybe don't know. Maybe to Tom then. Sawyer, but or uh, uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I totally just botched that name. Anyway. Yeah, you did. That I was did. that was great. <laughs> Mr. Dana. Um It's uh I like that they time travel back to essentially the mirror universe timeline though. So they're not in the mirror universe no. in the horrible xenophobic um future. Which we saw in Deep Space Nine. But it is it is along the lines of the Terran Empire and that whole kind of that whole riff, the mirror universe riff. Building they, towards it, correct. Yeah. Um I don't it's not been my favorite Trek franchise, but I don't dislike it the way that you do. I'm not, I'm, it's not that I dislike it because I liked Picard. I'm just disappointed. You're, you're bringing back all of these characters. You're giving us a, a certain amount of fan service. But it's really hard to have any kind of emotional connection or even have any kind of inkling of how horrible or how wrong things have gone for anyone other than Seven and Picard. The one Vulcan kid? Okay, I feel bad. He's dead. Well, for put. A, who cares? He'll come back. Exactly. They'll there, fix there's it no, and he'll come back. Exactly. There's no consequences. <laughs> They're, we're going to get everybody back, and it's just kind of one of those lame kind of... Uh... I don't think that they're telling the same kind of adventure story that no. Trek usually talks, tells, though. It's more of, you know, we're dealing with Picard's trauma surrounding his mother, and I think there's just other issues here. And we're seeing, uh, you know, Seven doesn't have her implants now, and she's able to live a more normal life. And Rafi is recovering from serious substance abuse, and she doesn't have regular contact with her own child, so I think she's kind of made, um, what's his name, El- Eleanor? I almost called him Elrond. Elrod. Uh <laughs> The Vulcan kid, um, I think, is a substitute for her. Um, I do have to say, though, I had a very personal moment during the last episode of Picard where they beam that kid into the spaceship. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been in public with me. I touch every damn thing. I press every button I come across. I touch everything. You I are a toddler sometimes. I can't help it. I just... And I looked at Jeremy and I said, see, it's a genetic memory. Like, I have to... That little kid, the actor's last name is Gutierrez, which is my last name. So it is, in fact, a genetic... Genetic trait. <laughs> it's a genetic trait. I like that. I have to touch every button. I felt nothing but joy when that little guy was like, I have to touch everything. Yeah, that's that's me, man. That it's was like great. like getting in the elevator and having to touch all the buttons, which yeah. I think you all wanted to do one... One place, and we're like, no. I yeah, I threaten it, but I never really have done it because I try not to be a jackass in public. <laughs> not to say I'm not a jackass; I just try not to do it in public. Just overshadowed by my jackass. So yeah, jack, I jack. Anyway. I'm enjoying Picard, but it's not my favorite outing, and no. I'm just tired of them doing the same, the same shtick. Well, you say that we're watching Disco for the first time. Uh, there was there was a personal crisis when it was first coming out and Jeremy Disco Discovery Oh gotcha <clears throat> Um anyway we were having we were having bad times and around the time that came out so we're only seeing it for the first time now and I'm not <clears throat> I feel I feel like enterprise is happening all over again where they're taking the easy way again. out I'm sorry to talk about this thing that's like 5 years old I'm so late to this party but I, you know, they went to the mirror universe, but why? What purpose does that serve? What are they, what are they doing? And, 
it just feels like the Zindi Wars and pointless time travel all over again. It's true. So. I don't know. Maybe they've got a better roadmap than I can see, but I'm just kind of like, all right, so season, let's just get to season three. Let's Let's get the fan service going. Let's get, I mean, I like that. Brett Spiner is a descendant of Noonien Soon in this timeline with Picard. Yeah. Which is okay. I like that twist. That was cool. So let let me ask you this. All right. Khan? Khan! <laughs> um, is he, did he take the Soon last name because he's related or because they were all Soon's genetic experiments? Nobody seems to be able to answer that question for me. I don't think that they're part... Well, I guess he would have been part of Soon's genetic experiments, but I don't know if... I don't think they've really laid that out in the timeline. No? No. Because unless that was like a next-gen thing that they thought about... Yeah, I don't I don't remember. But I don't think the timeline lines up necessarily right, because Soon, I would think, would already have been off-planet by that point. Well, that Dr. Soon... But... The, from the eugenics wars, that was a Doctor Soon, yes, as well, I don't and know if so related. they are. Okay, um, so then Con- you're ahead of me on this one. Con Noonien Soon, say that five times fast. Uh, <laughs> is he? Did he take? I I just found myself wondering as we're looking at little Corey Soon and Brent Spiner as Noonien Soon's predecessor, and that, right. that's all. I'm just having a weird. I'm just wondering. I you just got, wonder you, you about. You might stuff. be onto something. You might I mean, you're on to more than what I actually thought. You've about. been in the car with me, where I'm like, I wonder how much that thing costs, or why did they name this road this? Sometimes I just wonder things. That's it's not going anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. I'm just curious. No, I, <laughs> I guess we will find out. All right. That's pretty much well this week. Okay. Um, we have. Um, the end of April, so we're going into Starfest. We are going into Starfest. Starfest is our next outing that I can think of. Oh, yeah. And then there's the retro to- 80s show that is the following week. But I think we'll be at Starfest before we do our next episode. Oh, yeah. At least, I mean, I'll be here ranting by myself like a madman. Well, but I mean, if you... I'm just ah! down the... I'm just down the hall. Come like, we can rant at each other. <laughs> But Vadim, myself, and Susie will be. And Red. Huh? And Red. And Red. Red will be at the table. Oh, um, yeah. So we will be there for the final hurrah. The big kiss off, if you will. It's the last day of school. It is the last day of school. I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, Is your Facebook feed flooded with memories of Starfest? Because mm-hmm. that's all mine is right now. It's. Just all the people we know and all the... I've got a few in there with Ghostbuster stuff and some other things, but yeah, a lot of... Yeah. And then there was Save, Save Starfest, which I, 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 adm- I admire them, I applaud them, but that's not going to happen. This is, this is it. And everyone else, like, we had a conversation the other day, someone sent me a direct message that I haven't talked to in, like, ages. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, is this, is this really happening? And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is it. it they're is. like, well, why don't you buy it? I'm like, I don't want to buy don't Starfest. I want... Well, I mean, that's such a that's such a bad position to be in because it was Starfest for 45 years. Do Mm -hmm. you want to take over something after 45 years? And then again, and we talk about this with other with other things, too. If it's not identical to the way it always was, Mm -hmm. you're going to have problems if you take it over and 
and try and do it the same. It won't be the same. You're not doing it. So how do you how There's do no you win. ever get through that? Yeah. I think we have to raise a toast and cherish our memories and find something new to do. And I think that's that's probably the best. I think that's the best approach. Yeah. I know Vadim is going to do his wizard magic on making this like a nice tribute kind of send off. Yeah. You know, it's like the Love Both's final tour. Um, but this is this is it. I mean, right. I never thought I would like and a lot of people have said this on the save the, the the con. I never thought I would see a con close its doors. No. This is like almost unheard of. I mean, you have cons that don't come back. But never have they said officially, like, we're done. We're done. This is it. No this more. Is, yeah. We're out. Well, I mean. Peace out, the bitches. We get into the chopper. We could go on and on about the yes. logistics of it. But, uh, and we've talked offline, too, about how how meaningful this is to people and how much of our lives this, and it's strange, it's, th- it's two and a half days once a year for the most part, and how... I mean, we could we could fill weeks of podcasts just oh, talking absolutely. about Starfest. Like we could come in here every day and talk about it. Years of stuff and, that's gone on, even stuff that I remembered after we had talked. I'm right? Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so I think we need to have like a highlight show at some point, but but then it's then eh. we need to send it off. Yeah. And. and I think we just give it the proper funeral pyre that we do, you know, stick Starfest on a raft, set it out to the center of the lake, and, and fire the flame <gasps> arrow into it. Tuan just came Tuan in. Tuan just came in with bow. Yay. Oh. oh, well, I guess I know what we're doing. Right? We're eating bow. We're and eating cupcakes. bow. <laughs> bow and cupcakes. Because <laughs> um. <laughs> apparently we're still celebrating your birthday. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let's close out April. Smurf is just going to have to get wheeled off to intensive care oh, or find a new good. Liver, liver donor. <laughs> <laughs> just going to be old red eye. Um, <laughs> give us a like. Give us a share. Please follow Susie. Come and visit yeah. Susie's booth. 5280 Geek will have a booth. Red will be there. Oh, Little yeah. Boo will be there. Oh, yeah. The Dean will be running around. Can't wait. So it'll be action-packed. Follow Susie. Follow the Dean. Elkind uh, photography Me. production. Elkind media. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So, you know the one guy that like does all the things. He has this beautiful picture that promotes us. And yeah, I can't even get his name right. No, go to Vadim. He's brilliant. He's amazing. Heck yeah. We love Vadim. We do. We would be busted without without Vadim. Um, otherwise, I think that's it for this week. That's it. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell your friends about us because we want to be the dirty secret that everybody keeps. In the meantime, run fast, (laughs) laugh hard, and always be kind. (laughs) Good night.